Praise the Lord. Greetings to you all. On behalf of the elders and leaders of the church, wish you all your blessed days. Really, it's a privilege for us to be together in love, in understanding, and to come together to worship our living God. According to our Bible reading schedule, we are expected to study Psalm 72, which is called the Reign of the Messiah, a Psalm of Solomon. Actually, the whole psalm is a prayer of the writer. But the prayer is concerned about the Messiah, the King. And here, it concerns the King. He wants to judge the people righteously. That we read in Psalm verse 1 and 2. But in 3 to 7, the characteristic of the divine king. So it is divided into different segments. First it says, the peace of his reign. That is, the mountain shall bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. Verse 3. Then secondly, the security of his reign. Verse 4. He shall judge the poor of the people. He, he shall save the children of the needy. He shall break in pieces of the oppressor. Thirdly, the duration of his reign. Verse 5. It will last as long as the sun and moon. It will last through all generation. Fourthly, the extent of his reign. From sea to sea, <coughs> from river and to the ends of the earth, to the wilderness, to the islands, to the kings and the kingdom of the world, to all nations. So it goes on. When we come to verse 17, the eternal nature of his reign. His name shall be endured forever. Men shall be blessed in him. All nations shall call him blessed. Finally, the confidence of the psalmist. Verse 18 and 19. God does only wondrous things. His glorious name will be blessed forever. The whole earth will be filled with His glory. Dear children of God, Today, the promise of the week comes from verse 16 of Psalm 72. I choose the King James Version. The King James Version says, There shall be an handful of corn in the earth, on the top of the mountain. The fruit there shall shake like Lebanon, and they of the city shall flourish like grass of the earth. As I mentioned to you earlier, even though it is mentioned as a Psalm of Solomon, some of the Bible writers believe that it is written by the King David to about his son, King Solomon, who is supposed to be after him. But here, this Psalm is about the best king that there can ever be. And we all of us know, as a Christian, we believe there is only one king 
it can really be about our lord jesus christ so keeping that in mind when you read the whole psalm and it narrates the reign of our lord jesus christ on this earth when we break up the first the promise firstly an handful of corn the commentary says which intimates the small beginnings of the of this kingdom it exactly agrees to christ and his kingdom but we know from matthew 13 31 and 32 what jesus mentioned about a parable the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field verse 32 which indeed is the least of all the seeds but when it is grown it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches so he is speaking about the kingdom and it is compared to a small seed which is the mustard seed but what is the kingdom about in luke chapter 17 verse 21 he answered to the pharisees he said indeed the kingdom of god is within you so the kingdom of god is within us what do we do about the kingdom so what the second part of the scripture says in the earth that is the seed has to be sown in the earth thirdly upon the top of the mountains that is in the most barren grounds where when you sow the seed should be on the fertile and the prepared ground but it has to be shown, even if it is shown on the mountains the barren grounds what will happen it will shake like a lebanon it shall yield such a abundance of corn or to be understood in spiritual sense of the great and happy success of the preaching of the gospel it will flourish like a lebanon shake like lebanon that means <clears throat> secondly they of the city the second the other part of it, the cities of jerusalem which is of his kingdom finally shall flourish like grass of the earth that is shall both increase in number and enjoy great prosperity and happiness so dear children of god this promise is about sharing the gospel in this difficult situation sowing the seed of the gospel even in the hot climates but god will make it to grow and it will flourish like like a grass of this earth that's what is said but in spiritually it will flourish like with joy peace prosperity and happiness in our life so whatever the situation we are but god promise us even when you have a handful of things god can multiply it and it applies even in your spiritual life physical 
and also the material god is the one when you sow it he will multiply it many times let the joy peace and happiness be our portion in this very difficult situation let's pray gracious heavenly father we praise you and we thank you for the wonderful time that you given to us thank you for your word lord we thank you that it is not we know by ourselves it is only the spirit of god who can reveal to us we pray for each and every one of us who is sitting before you waiting to hear your word father anoint your servant anoint your word let your word be received as you want us to be lord let your word as it purpose in every one of our life lord let your word bring convictions correction certification and blessings to us our father in our life father we surrender rest of the hours into thy hands spirit of god take control over us in jesus highly exalted name we offer this prayer amen amen before we listen to the message one announcement to you all tomorrow being a saturday and the third saturday we will be having early will seek the at 6 o'clock for men and at 4 o'clock for all the sisters of bread of life we will have a women's meeting on our conference call please prepare yourself attend to this call as you are going to get the links respectively from early will seek the and also from the women's ministry thank you once again god bless you good afternoon my brothers and sisters i want to greet you all in the sweet and wonderful name of our lord and savior jesus christ i would like to thank pastor for the exhortation and for the prayer and at this moment i would like us to turn to our bibles we'll open to 1 chronicles chapter 29 verses 10 to 13 1 chronicles 29 verses 10 to 13 the bible says david praised the lord in the presence of the whole assembly saying praise be to you lord the god of our fathers israel from everlasting to everlasting yours lord is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours yours lord is the kingdom you are exalted as head over all wealth and honor comes from you you are the ruler of all things in your hands are strength and power to exalt and to give strength to all now our god we give thanks and praise your glorious name amen there's one more scripture let us turn to john chapter 16 we'll be reading verse 33 john chapter 16 verse 33 the bible says i have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart i have overcome the world amen i've titled the message for today as for this i have jesus you must be remembering in december 27th the lord spoke to us that his presence will go with us for 2020 we are exactly 6 months now from december and we need to look at ourselves as god promised us that his presence will go before us and let us see 
for whatever be the reason, whatever be the situation, whatever be the circumstances, whatever be the, the climax of whatever situation you are in, God says that you have me in your presence. We'll be listening to a song and if you have the blue book with you, the church, the bread of life blue book with you, you could turn to song number 276. We'll be singing the song Jehovah Jahirah. Jehovah Jireh, my provider's grace is sufficient for me. Jehovah Jireh, my provider's grace is sufficient for me. Jehovah Jireh, my provider's grace is sufficient for me, for me, for me. Jehovah Jireh. My provider's grace is sufficient for me My God shall supply all my needs According to His riches and glory He shall give His angels charge over me Jehovah Jireh cares for me For me, for me, Jehovah Jireh cares for me my God shall supply all my needs According to His riches and glory He shall give His angels charge over me Jehovah Jireh cares for me, for me, for me Jehovah Jireh cares for me Jehovah Jireh, my provider's grace is sufficient for me, for me, for me, Jehovah Jireh, my provider's grace is sufficient for me. Jehovah Jireh, my provider's grace is sufficient for me, for me, for me, Jehovah Jireh, my provider's grace is sufficient for me, my God. My God shall supply all my needs According to His riches and glory He shall give His angels charge of me Jehovah Jireh reigns for me For me, for me Jehovah Jireh reigns for me My God shall supply all my needs According to His riches and glory he shall give us angels charge over me Jehovah Jireh cares for me For me, for me Jehovah Jireh cares for me Jehovah Jireh My provider's grace is sufficient for me Jehovah Jireh My provider's grace is sufficient for me Thank you, Brother Steve, for that worship song. Uh, brethren, we will turn to song number 112 in our church songbook. Song number 112. The name of the song is For the Joy and for the Sorrow, which will be sung by Lyndon. For the joy and for the sorrows best and worst of time for the moments for tomorrow for all that lies behind the fears that crowd around me for the failures of my plan for the dreams of all I hope to be the truth is what I am for this I have Jesus, for this I have Jesus, for this I have Jesus, oh I have Jesus. For the tears that flows in secret in the broken times, 
a moment of humiliation for all the troubled mind for all the disappointments or the stings of old regret all my prayers and longing that seems unanswered yet for this i have jesus for this i have jesus for this i have jesus oh i have jesus for the weakness in my body the burdens of each day for the nights of doubt and worry when sleep is fled away needing reassurance and the will to start again a steely eyed endurance and the strength to fight and win for this i have jesus for this I have Jesus for this I have Jesus oh I have Jesus for this I have Jesus for this I have Jesus for this I have Jesus oh I have Jesus for this I have Jesus for this I have Jesus for this I have Jesus for oh, I have Jesus Thank you Lyndon may God bless you for that beautiful song Church let us pray Father we come to you in the name of Jesus We want to thank you for this word that you have given unto us Lord God. And Father we pray that you will take this word Lord God and Lord you will you will implant this into each one's heart. Lord that you will give us grace to hear your word. You will give us grace to meditate on on your word. You will give us grace to love your word. You will give us the grace to do your word master. Father help us Lord God in whatever be our situations or circumstances that we are going through give us the grace and give us the faith to know for this I have Jesus we pray Lord God that every hungry person will hear you speak to them today in Jesus name we pray amen looking at the title for this I have Jesus We have crossed 6 months and we are into 2020 now. We are in the middle of this virus that has taken so much control of mankind. This crisis took our world by surprise and caught us by surprise and many of us are in this epidemic. At the same time, it's causing many people to examine their faith. to go back to god up to last year mankind was with the impression that we are in control of everything that happens in our lives man has built tall buildings built fast trains they have made fast cars they have flown into space they have gone into the deep ocean and they have even built the the atom bomb the list can go on as to what man has accomplished but many people think we don't need god we have our education we can go on with life we have our health we can go on in life or we have our wealth and mankind has come to it to a to a point that they feel they have it all but the fact is there are many things that are beyond our control you and i cannot control everything that happens around us just imagine a small virus not even visible to the naked eye has shaken everybody in this world whether the people are having great faith or those without faith 
whether they are wealthy or poor, all are living in fear. Fear of either getting the virus or fear of death. This virus has brought man to their knees. And we look at it, there are many good things that has happened. But I have some good news for us to those of you who are listening to this message. God is still in control of this world. No matter what be the situation, for this we have Jesus. We discovered that there are many things that we cannot count on, such as we can't count on our health. Maybe up to yesterday you would have been in perfect health and suddenly you would have gone to the doctor and you could have got a surprise that there is some sickness or disease that has taken over you. So we can't count on it. We can't count on our wealth. We have all put our money in different places. The stock market has gone down and many people are shattered because they have lost their wealth. We even cannot count on the people that we think who love us. Or we cannot even count on those people that we are close to or those that we respect. But I have good news. But there is one person that we can count on and that is Jesus. Jehovah Shammah. You and I can count on God. We can trust God and keep who keeps to his word. God is in our presence and in control of the circumstances right around us. Can I hear an Amen? In 1 Chronicles 29 verse 11, the Bible says, 1 Chronicles 29 verse 11, Everything in the heavens and the earth is yours, O Lord. We adore you as being in control of everything. That means he is an absolute authority in our life. He is the ultimate ruler of our life. He is in charge and he is in control of our life. The Bible teaches us that God is in control of this world. So my brothers, why be afraid? God created the world and, and all that is in it. He sustains this world by the power of his word. And we can find this in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Not only is in control of the world, not only is in control of history, God is also in control of our lives. Therefore, we need to walk in faith that whatever happens in our lives, God can and God will use it for our eternal good. Can I hear an Amen? There are two questions that we need to answer before we get to the heart of this message. I want you to pay very close attention to these two questions. Question number one, people do ask, if God is in control, do I have the freedom to make choices? And to that question that every time that is asked to me, I say, yes, you have the freedom to choose. God has made us as free moral agents and we have the freedom to make choices. But brethren, however, we are not free from the consequences of those choices. You can make your choice, but the consequences we have to face. The second question that people do ask, and it's a common question. I have received many messages on WhatsApp asking me this question. Brother, if God is in control, then why is bad things happening to us all around? Answering this question is not easy, but I will try to answer it in a very simple way that you could understand. First, every child of God must ask God the Father for wisdom and a discerning spirit in order to understand times of crisis. The most important thing is asking God to give you the wisdom and the understanding and a discerning spirit. Let me give you four examples. Four examples. Example number one, I will talk about the unseen enemy. Example number two, I will talk about the external enemy. Three, I will talk about the internal enemy. And four, I will talk about nature. So let us go to case number one, the 
unseen enemy. In the case of Job, we see the unseen enemy. Satan has permission from God to inflict Job with everything. Satan wanted to prove to God that Job was only loving God and praying to God because God's hand of protection and blessing was on Job. And we know the result of the story, how God blessed Job a double portion in everything. Number two, example number two, the external enemy. Now in the external enemy, I want to show you in the life of Joseph. In his suffering, he went almost to 13 years of suffering of what people did to him. And that is external. Example is brothers. Another example is Potiphar's wife, what they did to him. But Joseph, he at the end of his life, he made a statement. He says, what you intended for evil, God turned it out for good. Another example for external enemy. We know what the Jewish people went through in World War II. Through one man or through a nation, how they killed so many millions of Jewish people. So we see the external enemy. I want to show you the internal enemy. The next example is the internal enemy. And in another word, you could say even you can call it flesh in the life of the prodigal son. His suffering was because of the bad choices he made in life. Many times, not only we suffer for the wrong choices we make in life, but those around us also suffer with us. Our bad choices bring suffering to everyone around us. Look at the life of Jonah. Because of the wrong choices he made, because of disobedience, he brought loss to the people who struggled in the sea. Let us look at one more example. Let us look at King David, where the sin that David committed, where the sword did not depart from his family because of his action against Uriah and taking Bathsheba. So sometimes all our actions or whatever choices we make, thinking that it's only for our good, that we should enjoy it. People don't care about us. They don't worry about us. But those choices have very, very, very lot of paybacks. Let me give you one more example. The action of Adam and Eve in the garden. Look at the ripple effect it had on mankind. Number one, sin, sickness and death. Because of their disobedience, because of the choice that they made, we had all this come into our lives only when Jesus came into the world and paid the price on the cross did that come to an end. Someone might object to this and say, that's not fair, brother. It's not fair for us to suffer because of someone else's disobedience. Brethren, I want to remind everyone that even in our days, there are people that still choose to live in disobedience to God's word. And sometimes we Christians disobey God. We make choices and then we reap the consequences of these choices. You can choose to run your life the way you want, but you are not free from the consequences of it. Pay attention. You can choose however you want to live your life, but there are consequences to the end of that. My fourth example, last one is nature, where we see nature as involved. Let us look at when, when there is a flood or a famine or an earthquake, for example. Let us look at what has happened in, in, in our time. For example, the, we had Gonu. Many of our church members lost valuable things in that disaster. But God in his infinite mercy, he protected our lives and he seen us through. Many of our brethren are still in our church who had faced that very dangerous situation of where we could have even lost our lives. But God was merciful. I want to warn you 
something very important when you're going through crisis or when you're going through circumstances or you're going through any difficulty never try to jump out of the boat if you are in a situation if you try to jump off of the boat in the in between of crisis or circumstances you it will affect you and it will bring destruction to you and in the time of crisis or difficulty or situation or circumstances whatever you're facing be careful especially when you are in family with family members with friends be aware don't get into any type of argument and if you have a discerning spirit and you know if there's an argument rising move away from there try not to point fingers because it's very easy when the boat is rocked when things are going bad in the middle of crisis many times we start pointing fingers at each other and saying how oh, i wish you had listened to me how oh, i wish you did this and it goes on and on and then that ends up into a fight or into an argument we need to be very careful while we face crisis you can go to god in prayer and ask your father lord please show me why i am going through this pain and suffering lord the best thing is to do is to go to god if you go to and you try to analyze the situation or try to to prove that you are right it will end up in an argument and many times in that argument lot of divisions takes place you should go to the lord and ask the lord lord is what i'm going through is it from the enemy or is it from the people right around me or is it because of the wrong choices that i have made lord or is it because of natural causes but in all this god will turn it out for our good because he is in control of your situation you must understand that that god is in control now there are three facts that we need to remember about god's control i want to share three things that to know that god is in control number 1 my first point Jehovah has a plan for your lives. Write it down. Jesus has a plan for my life. Let us quickly turn to Jeremiah chapter 29 and look at verse 11. Jeremiah 29 and look at verse 11. For I know the thoughts I have, I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. As Christians we should seek the perfect will of God for our lives but that is not always the case there are many Christians that plan their lives as though God does not exist at all in their life Proverbs chapter 29 sorry Proverbs chapter 19 verse 21 Proverbs 19 verse 21 the Bible says many are the plans in a man's heart but it is the lord's purpose that prevails what it means is we may make plans but god has the last word because he is in control of our lives how many of us have ever had god to change our plans how many of you did not marry the first person you you thought you might marry if i had married the first woman that i asked to marry me I would have made a wrong mistake. I am glad that God changed my destiny. I am even glad even in the job, the first job God did not give it to me. I wanted to take that, but I'm so glad that God changed me from my first choice and he gave me the job that I'm here in Oman. All my friends who got selected for that first job returned back to the, to our country in few years time and i was the only one at left behind at that time and i was wondering god why this is happening but now when i look back i want to thank god that by his grace that he brought me into this land of oman that i have come, now completed 35 years it's only by his grace and his grace alone so sometimes you need to allow god to take control of your lives i'm not saying that we shouldn't have goals 
I am not saying that we shouldn't make plans. In fact, the Bible says that we should make plans, but we should make our plans counting on God to direct us, correct us and lead us. The more mature we become as believers, the more flexible we become and the more open to change we become. Why? Because now we realize how little we know. When we are young, we think we know everything and we do not want to have God in our plans. But as we grow older, we realize we know nothing. It is only the grace of God that directs us. So make plans, but the key is to cooperate with God. And you pray about your plans. We should make our plans counting on God to direct us. Planning without prayer is presumption. I'll give you an example. You can ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do during this time that I'm going through? Whatever be, your, whatever be, whatever be the circumstances or the situation you're going, ask the Lord, Lord, show me the way. One of the prayer I prayed in these last few years, God, what do you want me to do for this day? How can I serve you today? How can I serve you today? We need to ask the Lord, what is the next step you have for me and my family? You could say, Lord, what is the next step you have for my business, Lord? Or you could say, Lord, what is the next step in my relationship that I'm involved in? What is it that you want me to do in this relationship that I'm involved in? And do not sit and cry over it. Ask the Lord to move you forward. You can say, Lord, what is the next step in my ministry? I'm here. What do you want me to do? Show me, Lord. Lastly, you can say, Lord, what is the next step in my finances that I'm going through in this turmoil, in this problem, in the circumstances? But instead of praying, Lord, bless what I'm doing, you need to start praying, Lord, help me to do what you're blessing. We will be going to a song and that will be sung now. Uh, the, the title of the song is, Hide me now under your wings. Let us look at the song that we are going to sing right now. Hide me now under your wings.
Thank you, Brother Steve and Nisha. Thank you both for that beautiful song. May God richly bless you all. In Jesus' name. Coming to the next point, point number two. Jehovah has a purpose for our problems. Jesus has a purpose for our problems. Do you know why? Because He is in control of our lives. If you turn to Genesis chapter 50 verse 20, the Bible says in Genesis 50, 50 verse 20, But as, you, as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. To bring it to pass as it to this day, to, to save much people alive. Again, in one more scripture, in Romans chapter 8 verse 28, Romans 8 28, the Bible says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. The good news is, life is not a series of random events with no meaning or accidents that just come and go. Life has a meaning, life has a purpose. If you are a believer, nothing comes into your life without the Heavenly Father's permission. Please note that in your diary, nothing can come to you, nothing can happen to you. Nothing can take place in your life without the permission of God. Everything that happens in your life, good or bad, that is filtered by our Heavenly Father. It cannot come into your life without His permission. Every problem has a purpose. I am not saying that everything that happens to you is God's will. That is not true. God's will is not always done on earth. That's why we pray. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm not saying that God causes everything. He doesn't. God does not cause your problems. He doesn't have to, but he does permit them and he does use them for our ultimate good in our life. If we maintain the right attitude through the trials and tribulations that we go through, God will work out all things to our good. Amen. God will choose or use our problems to get you to the place that He has designed for you. Our problems are opportunities to see God's power work in our behalf. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 6 and 7, 1 Peter, turn your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 1 and look at verses 6 and 7. The Bible says, at present, you may be temporarily harassed with all kinds of trial. This is no accident. It happens to prove your faith, which is infinitely more valuable than gold. What is Peter saying? He's saying that trials and troubles that we are going through are not accident. They are divine appointment arranged by God to prove number one, the quality, number two, the character, number three, the strength, and lastly, our faith in God. Joseph said, you meant it bad, but God meant it for my good or our good. Understand this, his brothers cheated him, his brothers mistreated him, his brothers sold him into slavery. He ended up being accused falsely of rape and thrown into prison for the crime he didn't do. Just think for one second as if you were a believer and you were in that situation, how people would talk about you. Oh, this guy spoke about Christ. Oh, this guy did all this preaching and look at him. And even if Joseph was to justify himself, it would have been no. How can you say you never went to do wrong when your, when your garment was in Potiphar's house? Joseph had no reason to even tell people because there was enough evidence to show that Joseph was at wrong, but yet we say Joseph left everything in the hands of God. All kinds of bad things happened to Joseph, but God was working in it. He ends up second in command in Egypt and he saves his country. 
he saves the lives of his family he saves the life of the lives of people in egypt and he says to his brothers you meant it for bad but god meant it for good my brothers and sisters to those who are listening maybe things are happening very bad to you your jobs salary whatever be it sickness you have to leave the country at this moment it will look bad but god will turn it out for your good in jesus name so what is the key to our response to problems if i know god is in control and if i know he has a plan for my life and if i know he has a purpose for my problems so what is my response in this the correct response to our problems or to the crisis that we are going through is to look past the pain to see god's ultimate purpose in our lives through the situation my last point in this message our prayers will be answered our prayers will be answered and can i hear a loud amen do you know why because our god is in control because jesus is with you if you look at ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 quickly turn your bibles to ephesians chapter 3 look at verse 20 the bible says now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us i want you to pay attention very closely now praying is not a waste of time they make a difference do you really wonder if prayer works sometimes that's a question that satan throws at you or he whispers at you he whispers things like nobody is hearing you god is not listening to you you are wasting your time your prayer is not going to get above the ceiling you are only cheating yourself why will he listen to you prayer does not work you are not a godly person that god should listen to you have you ever heard such statements made to you especially when you're going through crisis you hear this voice trying to speak to you and to discourage you the truth is prayer works because jehovah is in control because jesus is with you your boss is not the ultimate authority in your life my brothers and sisters you have a higher authority you can appeal to him he can do things that you never thought possible this is the confidence that we have in approaching god that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us my brothers and sisters acknowledge god's control over your life no matter what be the situation don't fight it don't run from it do not resist it accept it cooperate with it be grateful for what you're going through enjoy the blessing that it's going to bring forth for you thank god for it let him control the uncontrollable and you stop worrying of what you're going through some of us spend a lot of time worrying about things that we have no control when we should be talking to the one who's in control of everything amen at this moment i want you to to examine your hearts we are going to spend some time in prayer but before that we are going to sing two songs and it's take, taken from our songbook of 406 and it will lead on to song number 63 406 is our god is an awesome god let us have this time of worship
brother Roy and family for that beautiful song. My brothers and sisters, it's a time for us to go to the Lord and to ask the Lord. We are going to pray. I want you to, if you have somebody beside you, you could hold their hands. If you have their children beside you, stand in agreement with one person. We have several points that we are going to pray very specially today. And if there's nobody there, you could kneel before the Lord and we will go to the Lord in prayer. We are going to pray first for God to reveal, to reveal his plans to us. Father, we come to you, to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, we have heard your words spoken to us. We ask you to reveal your plans to us, Lord God. Lord, if we have made plans and if we didn't have you with us, or didn't put you in first Lord we ask you to forgive Lord help us to see your ultimate plan in our life Lord God brethren we are going to pray and ask the Lord for his purpose for us to understand his purpose in our life and to fulfill that purpose God has a purpose in our life father help us Lord God that the purpose that you have for us will be fulfilled Lord God Give us the grace to fulfill those purposes, Lord God. Brethren, we are going to pray right now for those of us and for those that you know. If you know somebody who's struggling for jobs or if they are sick or if there is a virus that has attacked many of them, we, let us pray and ask the Lord today that whatever be your prayer need, if it's even the fruit of the womb, you're going to pray and you're going to ask the Lord Lord, help us, Father, at this time. Help us, Lord God, that, Lord, those of us who have lost our jobs, we pray that you will open new doors, Lord God. Father, and all things work for the good of those who trust you, Lord God. Father, we pray, Master, all our brethren who are struggling with their jobs, who have lost their jobs, who have gone back, and those friends or relatives that we know. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will open doors for them, Lord God. Father, those who are on the sick bed, Master, with the virus, Lord God, all over the world. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Daddy. We pray, Lord God, that your word will reach them. Every person who's on a sick bed, Father, we pray that you will use anybody, even use a cleaner or a nurse or a doctor to reach out to them or a loved one to reach out to them, Father, that they will hear your word and, Father, that they will have faith in you and, Father, they will rise from that bed, Lord God. Father, we pray that this sickness, Lord God, this plague, this disease, Lord God, Lord, this virus will go away, Lord God, from the people that call upon you. Father, we pray very specially for those our brothers and sisters who are looking for the fruit of the womb, Lord God. Father, they have been waiting many years, Daddy. Father, we pray that you will answer that prayer. Lord, you remembered Zechariah, Lord God, and Elizabeth. Lord, even in his old age, you answered his prayer. Father, we ask you to answer this prayer in Jesus' name. Brothers and sisters, we are going to pray that God will restore everything. Do you believe that he is a miracle-working God? I believe that. I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus still works miracles even today. Let us pray and ask God to restore everything. To restore everything, 100%. Whatever the enemy has stolen for you, from you, God will restore it 100% because he is the God who supplies all your needs. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, whatever your children have lost or if they know somebody who has lost something, Father, we pray that you will restore. 
you will restore. You are a God master who restores everything to us in the name of Jesus. Father, we believe and we confess you are the miracle working God. Father, we believe that you will work a miracle for us today, Lord God. You will work a miracle for us today, Father, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus name we pray. Let us pray and ask God to forgive mankind, to forgive everyone for the sins that they have done. Even let us start with ourselves. It's not that we are more righteous than them. We have all committed sin and many of our sins are. Let us ask God to forgive us. Father, we ask you to forgive us for all our wrong, all the sinful things that we do and those that we know that have done. Father, we ask you, Lord God, to forgive us that you will, you will hear our prayer. Let sin be taken away from us, Lord God. That's the reason Jesus died on the cross for us. Father, today we ask you to forgive us so that you will hear our prayer. Brothers and sisters, we are going to pray for every idol that is in our lives to be broken today in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Pray and ask the idol of entertainment to be broken in Jesus' name. Many of us so much uh, dwell and we idolize everything. The entertainment is all that we want. Let us pray. The idol of self will be destroyed today because we look upon ourselves so much that we don't value God at all. Let us pray the idol of pride will be broken today in Jesus name. Let us pray that no pride will be in ourselves, that we will be humble. Let us destroy the, the idol of pleasure. Many of us run for pleasure. Pleasure is what we look for. Morning, noon and night we look for something to have pleasure. Father, break the idol of pleasures in our life, Lord God. Father, some of us have made our jobs as an idol, Lord God. That our jobs have taken your place, Master. That we don't have time to pray. We don't have time to read your word. We don't have time to worship you, Lord God. Father, we ask you to break, Lord God, the idol of jobs, Master. Father, we ask you to break the idol of lust in our lives, Lord God. If there's anything that is not of you, which is lustful, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to break it. Father, we ask you to break every physical idol that we have made altars, Lord God. Father, you are the true and the living God. You are a God who that we should worship in spirit and in truth. Father, we ask you to help us, Lord God. If there's any idol that we have erected apart, Lord God, because you said I am a God and those that worship me must worship me in spirit and truth. Father, we ask you to break the idols of religion, Master. Master, many of us, Lord God, are so religious, Lord God, that religion has become a God. Today, we ask you to break it. Father, many of us have made money as an idol, Lord God, that we have not looked up to you. We think that our money is going to sustain us. We think that our money is going to carry us. We think that we have money and that we don't need you. Help us, Lord God, today. That, Lord, money will not be our God. Money will not be our idol, Lord God. Father, many of us make our idols as worry and fear. Father, we break fear in the name of Jesus. We break worries in the name of Jesus. And Father, many of us have made this world as an idol, as a God. Today, we ask you, Father, take it away. Take it away, Lord God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Lastly, Lord, take us through this desert experience. Let us pray and ask God. We are all going through different desert experiences. I do not know what you're going through, but God knows it. Maybe you have had a failure in life. Maybe you have lost your job. Maybe some loved one has left. Maybe some misunderstanding. You are going through some type of desert experience. Maybe somebody is very sick in your family and you're waiting when to see deliverance. Whatever be the desert experience, I proclaim in the name of Jesus of Nazareth that your desert experience will change and it will become a green pasture. You will, you, will, you will live beside still waters. Help us, Lord, to hold on to your word. Help us to hold on to your word, Master, because your word is true. That's what you gave us in 2020, Lord God, beginning. It's your word. And that's what we even learned, we heard last week, Lord God. Father, give us grace, everyone, Lord God that we will hold on to your word. You said, Lord God, in your word that you will never leave us. You will never forsake us. Father, you promised us in 2019 that your presence will go with us for 2020. Lord, you never lie. You are the same yesterday, today and forever. Father, we thank you for all our prayers that we brought before you. 
We thank you for your word that everyone who listens to your word today will be blessed in Jesus name. Father, give us grace that there will be a transformation in our lives, Lord God. Help us to live our lives just for you. Thank you Jesus for giving us the promise in this situation, in this circumstances, whatever be it. I have Jesus. In Jesus precious and holy name we pray and God's children say amen. We are going to close with a benediction right now. And let us say the benediction together. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and God's children say Amen. Forever and forever God's children say aloud Amen. God bless you. Have a blessed week. May God's presence go with you. In Jesus' name, amen.